Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing, all you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's Bonus Burt Show. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. All right, quick internal test before we officially jump into the show. How's everybody feeling today? Abby, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being this is the best I have ever felt. I'm going to give myself... A six. A six. A six. I got a lot going on right now. Next week is my cousin's wedding, so I am <sighs> putting my head down, <laughs> spending that time in the gym. Uh, I got to get things ready so I can enjoy the vacation when I'm there and f- finally catching up on sleep from BBA. A six. So why in the gym so much for the wedding? Because I don't want to look bad. I want to look toned and cute and... Do you have to be in the gym for that, as far as I'm concerned? Well, and when there's the wedding? It's next week. (laughs) (laughs) I bet the body transformation over the next week is going to be insane. Listen, seven days. I got time. It's not, it's never too late. (laughs) Most scale one to 10. And I think all of us, our base probably is a little bit lower than it normally is. You know, the, the Burt's Big Adventure trip is all about the kids and the families for sure. Uh, as far as the staff goes, though, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's an emotional grind. It's a mental grind. I'm certainly feeling the physical grind all week. So I think uh, taking what Abby was saying into consideration, you know, it's our baseline is just a little different this week because I think we're still exhausted. Absolutely. Yeah. You can feel it emotionally, physically. You can all the things. And I, I genuinely hate that you asked me this question this morning. Why? Uh, well, because I feel like Bert's Big Adventure makes you feel like you should be a 10, right? Because like yeah. y'all always say, there's the difference between inconveniences and problems. And I really don't have many problems, but I got a, quite a bit of inconveniences going on <laughs> in my life right now. What's um, the chief inconvenience for you? My family. I'm I'm going through a, a bit of a thing with my family, wow. and I've been th- dealing with it alone, and it's been rough, but... um. It's a it's a few things outside of that. That's that's the biggest part of it. So I'm probably about a four. Four out of ten. I'd, I'd say a four. Okay. And a four probably this week feels like a two. Absolutely. Because you're just so spam. I feel you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Kristen frantically coming in here with about two seconds before we go on the air. I picked the wrong day to ask you this. No, you did it. I, I'm doing I'm doing good. Like, um I'm starting to get my energy back. Um it's Burst Big Adventure is exhausting, but it's a good exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fulfilling, it's a rewarding, it's, um, like, it's, I I appreciate that exhaustion. Um, 
I'd say I'm at a solid like 8.5. Wow, that's wow. way high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 when when you look at your life as a whole, and like you know, obviously. I think we need to make sure that we don't dilute what's going on in our lives just because somebody else may have it harder. I don't think that's fair to yourself. Like, all problems are relative, right? So, um, but I mean, like, currently in my life, like, you know, life is good. Yeah. So, okay. I'm giving myself an 8.5. Well, I'm super competitive, so I'm going to say 8.51. Okay, Whoa. you got it. <laughs> just because I want to be on that podium and I want to hear the national anthem. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, um... I hear all of you guys, and Bert's Big Adventure does give me perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have a couple of inconveniences going on, irritants, but in the overall scheme of things, I just feel so freaking happy in my life over the course of the last six months that I can't. I, while tired, I'm at an 8.51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Congrats, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on your victory. So. Yeah. Congrats. All right, Mo, officially now, how can somebody be mad about a gift that you didn't even ask for, you didn't even get? Yeah, I'm I'm angry that I didn't get a gift that I insisted um, that I didn't need. And I remember once my mom told me she didn't want a gift, I'll never forget, for her birthday, and I believed her, and she was pissed about it. And now I understand what she felt. <laughs> because I was in a lift, and I noticed a phone ringing. And initially I thought it was my phone, so I picked it up. And I realized, oh, this isn't my phone. Somebody left the phone from a previous ride. And so I was thinking maybe I'll give it to the Lyft driver. But then I thought to myself, maybe the person that's calling, it's their phone and they're trying to track their phone. So I'm like, I've been in this situation before. Let me try to do them a service and pick the phone up. So I answer the phone and it's the guy. He's like, oh, my God. Finally, somebody answered the phone. And I guess the phone must have been back there for a while because the Lyft driver had no idea that the phone was back there. So I answer the phone. I'm like, hey, yeah, you left your phone in the lift. I'm in the lift right now. I'll give your phone to the lift driver and y'all can work it out. And he's like, no, 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 no. Please, please don't do that. Don't do that. So I'm like, why? And he's like, because it's not my lift. I was in the lift with a friend. The friend has been trying to get a hold of the lift. It hasn't worked out. It's been like mm-hmm. almost 24 hours now. Like, I'd much rather you just take the phone somewhere and tell me where you're going to leave it and I'll come get it. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I can make that happen for you. I got restaurants downstairs. I'll leave in one of the bars. I know the bartender personally. She's cool. She'll take care of it. So he's like, really? I was like, yeah, no problem, man. He's like, listen, dude, I got so much stuff on that phone. Like, you have no idea how important this phone is to me. If you do this for me, I will give you something for it. So I'm like, dude, you don't have to give me anything. It's not that serious. Like, we fresh off of Burt's Big Adventure, too, at this time. (laughs) So I'm feeling, like, really good about life. I'm like, no, this feels like this was my moment to help somebody. And don't worry about it. He's like, no, you don't understand like, I insist I'm going to leave you something at the bar. Do you trust the bartender enough for me to leave the gift with her? So I'm like, absolutely. I certainly trust her. But give me a number just in case. So I can- <laughs> <laughs> just in case something goes wrong. So he's like, all right. So I take his number down, and I take his phone. I go into the, to the, to the, uh, the bar. I give it to her, and I tell her what's going on. And I'm like, you know, the guy's going to come. He's going to ask for the phone, whatever. So then I go on about my business. I don't think anything of it. So a couple of days go by, and I remember, like, oh, yeah, I need to go collect my gift, right? <laughs> so I go to the bar, and I ask her, I'm like, did the guy come and get his phone? And she's like, yes, he did. Guy with a suit came in, um, really handsome guy. She's telling me all about how he looked and everything. <laughs> she's excited to have met him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, you get his phone? She's like, yeah, I gave it to him. So I said, what else? <laughs> she's waiting for that thank you, <laughs> yes. that gift. So I'm, she's like, that was it. He just thanked me. So I said, nah. No, 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 no. He said, 
He was going to leave a gift. And now she's looking at me like, really? You wanted a gift for that moment? I'm like, well, I didn't really want it. But he insisted, and so I thought maybe he left it. The gift was you doing the right thing and feeling good about it. Yeah. Of course it was, right? And I would have been fine if he left it at that. But, but he, he promised he, me something. He insisted. He insisted. That's the problem. So now your expectation, the bar is set on, oh, sweet. Like, this guy was really insistent. I'm going to get a gift of some sort. Yes. This feels like such a curb your enthusiasm yep. moment here where now you should start calling this guy going, hey, where's my gift? So... <laughs> So that's the thing, right? <laughs> I was like, do I call him? Like, what do I do? No, you do not call him. Yes, no. You absolutely do. You I, should. I was I was stuck on not calling him. My friend, my homegirl is like, call that man. <laughs> nah, get your gift. Get your gift. Call him. But she said, phrase it like you was just making sure he got his phone. Right? Like, and I was um, like, okay, I like this, right? Yeah. Don't call, don't even ask about the gift. Just, hey, man, just checking in, wanted to make sure you got your phone. So that's what I intend to do. So I call. He doesn't answer. So like 24 hours goes by. But he doesn't know your number, so I wouldn't have picked up either. So I was going to leave it alone, but she said the same thing. She's like, he probably just didn't know you. Like, try one more time. So I'm like, I'm not calling him again. Like, that's that's ridiculous. She's like, call him one more time. <laughs> what, is, if, what, if it's a, what if it's a big <laughs> gift? And it's like, she starts like getting me in my head about it. So I said, all right, I'm going to call this man one more time, and I'm not calling him again. She said, okay. That man blocked me. <gasps> oh, I tried to call the same time. <laughs> that man Are you serious? Yes. There's your gift. <laughs> yes. He blocked me. But he doesn't know it's you. No, I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> I think he knew exactly who it was. That's <laughs> blocked beautiful, me. man. Oh, there goes my gift. There are, <laughs> there are some industries, I think, that where they are just, um, they're more prone to seeing lost phones. So, like, Lyft is probably one of them. Uh, it's funny that you're bringing this up because I had not a similar experience, but when we were in Orlando last week at Disney for Burt's Big Adventure, we were coming back uh, and we're going through security and uh, there was a phone left in one of those, um, what do you call them, the little thingy things that you put all your stuff in when you go. Oh, right. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. Through the bin, through the bin. Through security. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, right. So there's a phone in there and as I'm walking away, TSA agent goes to me, hey, you forgot your phone. I'm like, ah, dang me. So I turn around. And there's the phone, and I pick it up, and it's not mine. So I say to the TSA guy, I'm like, this isn't my phone. What do you want me to do? It Here, here's the phone. And he's like, oh, tell that guy about it. So he sends me to another TSA agent. So I say, I got this phone. It's lost, not mine. This TSA agent looks at it and goes, oh, man. Uh, tell that guy about it. So they start passing me off, right? And then there are a group of three of them that I'm finally pointed to, and I tell them about the phone, and all of them passed me up, too. And finally, someone just said, keep it next to the bin, because they'll be back for it. Nobody would take Nobody it. Nobody would take the phone? Wow. Nobody wanted to touch wow. it, and I didn't know, should I bring it back to Atlanta? I didn't know if this was a person in Orlando. DSA wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> that screams MCO, which is the airport code for Orlando. You hate that airport. I can't that <laughs> Absolutely hate that airport. It's the worst. The worst. Uh, it is, uh, or it was, I should say, Black History Month. But we've got one bit of business still kind of lingering from yesterday. Yeah. So for several weeks now, we have been highlighting Black-owned businesses in honor of Black History Month. Um, all of them are still up online at thebirtshow.com if you want to see who we featured and if you want to show some support. Uh, but we have one more thank you from the Black-owned business we featured yesterday, and that is from Julia. Davis of Powder Springs, the Bookworm Bookstore. Back on business, put you in the spotlight. Burt Show, gonna have 
So here Hi, this is Julia Davis, owner of the Bookworm Bookstore. I just wanted to say huge thank you to The Bird Show and the listeners for supporting the Bookworm yesterday. You guys mentioned us on the morning show, and we had an outpouring of support, just a few new customers in the store, and we even received over a little over $1,000 in donations towards our story garden. So we are a little closer, and it was just such a blessing. So we just thank you. Thank you for supporting small businesses. Thank you for just doing what you do in the community. Thank you so much. Yeah, and if you heard that for the first time, I mean, there's a thank you. There's 30 of those uh, from the month. So thank you very much for helping out our black-owned businesses again this year. And we'll do it again next year. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Unfortunately, Kate Middleton did not run off to be with Pete Davidson. Mm, sorry that your dreams have been crushed. This is the most boring entertainment news day. <laughs> Can you imagine if I got to break the news that Pete Davidson and Kate Middleton were having an affair? So in January, the palace announced that Kate was having a planned abdominal surgery, and we haven't seen her since. So the general public's like, where's Kate? We normally see her. We want to see her outfits. Where has she been? And the palace has finally responded to all these rumors because now Twitter is going rampant with <laughs> coming up with conspiracy theories like Kate Middleton has had a BBL, she's running off with Pete Davidson, or in a more realistic theory, her and Prince William are having a divorce. And this whole thing is just to cover it up and to make things go smoothly during the process. Well, now the palace is coming out and saying, we were very clear from the outset that the Princess of Wales was out until after Easter mm -hmm. and Kensington Palace would only be providing updates when something was significant. And obviously nothing of, signif of significance has happened. So they have not updated us. And I could have guessed this yesterday because another quote came out from P Prince uh, William. He was doing some work at a synagogue and he said that he and Kate were both very concerned about the rise of anti-Semitism. Semitism. So uh, it's safe to say that they're probably not getting divorced anytime soon. Okay, so I've got this running list of reasons why not to have kids. Every time Kristen and Cassie <laughs> open their mouths, I open my list and I add things to it, like how pregnancy ruins your boobs, uh, your kids wipe their snot on you, they fart on you. There's just, the list is becoming too long at this point. Now Bradley Cooper has given me more content for my list. On Dax Shepard's podcast, he says that his seven-year-old daughter has no boundaries when it comes to using the bathroom with him. But do you find that your daughter doesn't care at all? Oh, yeah, no, no. We talk where I'm on the toilet, she's in the bathtub. That's sort of the go-to. I have a great biological question surrounding this. Is it your genes that makes you not care, or is it just the nurture of it all? There must be something pheromonal. Here's, here's what's interesting. I didn't grow up that way. Right. At all. No. I don't think I ever saw my father on the toilet until he got sick. Right. Like, ever in my life. We can have a hundred conversations. I need six hours. Now we got to talk about nudity with a daughter. So it's like, we're the Swedish style or German. Like, we're naked all the time. Me too. And by the way, I was like that. Not with my mom, but my dad. He my was, dad always, was nude. always nude. And always took showers with him. There was no, was just no, no evacuation, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> showering was fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're quite comfortable nude. Totally. I'm always looking at his mic like, what are these white people talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have not had those experiences. I've, Me neither. I, I didn't take a shower with my dad or see my parents naked or walk around naked. None of that. Yeah. I, I, I took showers with my dad when I was super young. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know when that's going to change, but I mean, like, as of right now, if I'm in the bathroom 
my son is adamant that he is in the bathroom with me. He knows he's got you one-on-one. The first part of that whole thing. He likes thing. to unroll the toilet paper. Fine. It's going to give mom work as soon as she's done. <laughs> the more I learn about kids, the more I realize they're just big cats. Yeah. <laughs> I, learned yeah. this, I learned this on Bert's Big Adventure when we were there last yeah. week in Disney yeah. taking all those kids. And, I, you know, they, they ask you a question. You don't want to answer it. So I just learned you got to... Pivot and yeah. deflect, yeah. which is what I do with my cat all day. It's really not a bad analogy because much like cats, like when kids want your attention, they really want it. But then when they're over you, they will just completely ignore you that it's all on them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they hit you. Yes. They do hit you <laughs> a lot. So, uh, yeah, for me, like we didn't have that kind of relationship growing up like my uh-huh. family. I think when I was really young, like, of course, you're going to shower with your parents because it's just easier. But I always remember getting kicked out of the bathroom. So well, yeah, it's not nah. just a white people thing. And um, maybe it's just <laughs> a certain people thing. I don't know. Yeah, the showering naked with the dad thing. I, I had to put an end to that because I was 17. Uh, <laughs> you were nine. <laughs> we have to stop that. All right, it's always funny to me to hear. Well, we both realized. Mine was bigger. <laughs> okay. it, it, was, right. it was time just, to stop the showers. Just when you thought it wouldn't get worse. Just a little um, inside scoop to Burt Wise. When he gets back from his nonprofit trip, he feels like he's put enough good in the world that he can be a little on the dark it's side. It's definitely time to step on back in. Yeah. Right. yeah like the Spider-Man meme in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there should be no pointing there at all. This is this is just balance. Yes. This is just balance. That's all. Yes, Bert was feeling a little too good, a little too wholesome, so now he has to counteract it with, you know, crap like this. This this is like quintessential you whenever we get back from the trip. You make one 17-year-old taking a shower with his dad joke, yep. and all of a sudden you're dark. Yeah. <laughs> all right, there's a bunch of celebrities who have turned down, or who turned down J-Lo's uh, cameo appearances in her new film, This Is Me Now. The whole list is like Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift, Jennifer Coolidge and Lizzo was on the list and now Lizzo is coming out and saying nobody asked me to be in this film and now you've made me look bad in front of J-Lo so I think it's gonna we're gonna need to have a sequel for Lizzo to be in it yeah while Lizzo is certainly a star in her own right I am guessing if she knew that J-Lo reached out to her to be in her movie she would have jumped on that immediately there are other uh, celebrities on that list that are so big that you can kind of understand they might they can't get out of that project or this project Lizzo would have jumped on that well Lizzo a little busy with a court case right now, so maybe her team was like, we're going to put this on the back burner for now. All right, Alec Baldwin posted a concerning request for his daughter Haley and Justin Bieber on social media, and fans want to know why. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Ladies, you have been maybe unwillingly, definitely unwillingly and unknowingly spreading a myth, a rumor about science when it comes to other women that we now know is absolutely False. Yeah, up until now, we have really thought that women had Bluetooth connection in their uteruses <laughs> because me, Cassie, and Kristen will always be like, I'm on my beard, and then they'll be like, I'm on my beard, and we're like, we're synced up. We've heard this a million times over the years, right? Uh, women in sororities constantly saying, yeah, the entire house was synced up after a while. We've heard it for decades. And now I have the official proof to debunk this myth. This is coming from CBC News, Dr. Jen Gunter, who apparently is called the Internet's Gynecologist, according oh. to this caption. She's wow. seen a lot of hoo <laughs> Quite the title. I see them every day online. <laughs> and not real ones, just figuratively. And she is saying that this whole period singing thing is a total myth. 
The greatest single myth or misconception about menstruation is the idea that if you put a bunch of women together, that they're all going to cycle in sync because that is not true. First of all, it's been studied, so we know it doesn't happen. We have excellent evidence-based medicine to show it's not true. Secondly, there's no biological mechanism for it to happen. If you understand how menstruation works, if you read my book and understand the hormone signaling, there's no outside influence for that. And then people say, oh, what about pheromones? No one has actually ever proven the existence of human pheromones. I know the perfume industry would have you think otherwise, but no one has proven they exist. And humans do not have a functioning vomeronasal organ, which is the organ to detect pheromones. Dogs do, they have huge ones. We don't. But the thing that I really hate about that is it positions women as breeders that are not in control of their own body, that somehow they can be affected by the herd, that they're not thinking beings. And so I think it's awful on that level, but it's absolutely not true. And it's just mathematics. If you take two randomly occurring events and line them up, they will at times be in sequence and at times not. And you just remember the time when you're in sequence. In your- Shocking! How Shocking for ladies! Oh, right? So every time I've been accused of pulling somebody, <laughs> it was not true! No. <laughs> and we tested this theory because I was trying to get my period before my cousin's wedding. Yeah. And we ru- we did a little, we rubbed up against each other. We did. <laughs> Consensually. Consensually. <laughs> so there, there are two things to chew on here. There's the sinking, but also there's no pheromones? Yeah, apparently. Really? Yeah, I know. Happens. I know. That was a shocker, too, because, like, as she said, like, you know, um, and there's something, I don't know how it got into my Instagram algorithm, but some kind of perfume that's supposed to make a man go wild because of pheromones, but according to her, that does not exist. Oh, I've definitely searched for that perfume on Amazon before. Yeah. It's like the body oil that you put on, it's supposed to, like, activate certain chemicals in your body to mm. make you more attractive to the opposite sex. I didn't order it, but I did think about it. <laughs> well, according to her, it's all... Yeah, nothing's real. I bet Fauci's behind both of these. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking science. The science thing. All right, sticking with the medical industry Mm -hmm. and with doctors, two. Two doctors had the same really bad take for one patient, making Kristen's bad take of the week. Oh, my gosh. When I say my jaw dropped when I heard this patient's story, this woman's story of what happened with not one, but two doctors, I was livid. All right, so bad take of the week comes from not one, but two doctors. And a not one of the doctors that did this, but another doctor who was trying to be the good doctor, okay? He posted um, this and did a stitch together. So it's, he is um, Dr. Kanal Sood, and you can find him at, at Dr. S-O-O-O-D. And here is this woman's experience and the bad take of two doctors. Doctor sent me to the emergency room with suspected appendicitis. So I go to the emergency room. We do a CT and they're like, it's not appendicitis. It's a cyst on your ovary. They can be really painful. And I was like, oh. Cool. I don't have any ovaries and I haven't had any for 10 years. I don't have any because I had a hysterectomy 10 years ago. So, and they're like, no, look. And he showed me and he's like, maybe you just had your uterus removed. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was there the day they did it. They definitely took both of my ovaries that day, 10 years ago. So what you're seeing is not that. And he was like, hmm, don't know what it is. Have a good day and sent me home. And when I looked at my chart online, he listed me as, Anxious presenting. Okay. So I go home. And then on Monday, 
I was like, eh, this still hurts pretty bad. So I called my doctor again, and he's like, definitely go back to the ER because you probably have appendicitis. So I went back to the emergency room, saw a different doctor, and he said, you assist on your ovary. I'm like, but I don't. I don't, though, because I don't have any ovaries. <laughs> thank you, but no thank you. They had to look it up. They looked up my history because they didn't believe me that I didn't have any ovaries. Oh, okay. And so then he sees what he thinks is a cyst on my ovary. It's actually a tumor. So that's cool. What? There was a tumor in there. Wow. But the doctors kept insisting she had a cyst on her ovaries, even though she's like, I don't have any. (laughs) I was there. And then to like gaslight her and call her anxious. It's like, no, she's in pain. So what Dr. Sudput is in his caption, which I think is so important. One, listen to the patient when they tell you their history. She repeats She does not have ovaries. And for some reason, the doctors don't believe her. (laughs) Number two, don't gaslight women's pain by labeling them as anxious. Mm -hmm. And number three, important to diagnose the underlying cause of pain. If you don't, it could result in potentially serious complications. Like, I don't know. A misdiagnosed tumor. Yeah. Uh, I've said this a million times, and it's a scary thought. Mathematically, there has to be the best doctor in the country, and there have to be the worst ones. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're getting. Exactly. Okay. Got to read those Google reviews. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Sounds like the worst. The Burt Show. All right, Violet needs some help going into the weekend here. She is not exactly sure if she should tell a friend of his that he or she saw his pregnant girlfriend out drinking the alcohol. Hey, Violet, good morning. Morning. Um... Yeah, I am in, like, such a weird position, and I think I need some advice. Okay, go for um, it. Well, I, okay, so I have this really good friend. Um, let me, I'll call him Peter for this story. Um, but uh, I've known him since elementary school. We're not, like, kind of like my brother, but, like, we, we grew up together. He's like a cousin to me, I'll say. Um, and he's been dating this girl for a couple of years now. Um, I don't know her that well. I've met her at a party or two or, like, at bars and, like, group gatherings, but, like, she always kind of, like, irked me. Like, she always, there's something about her I don't like. I can't really put my finger on it. But, like, you just, like, you know you meet those people, and you're just like, this person's not for me. Um, but, she, I don't know. She's been, I think part of it is that she's been pressuring him a lot to propose over the last year. And he keeps saying he's not ready. We've only been dating for a couple of years. I need longer. Um, but recently, um, he told me that she's pregnant. And, like, it was a big surprise because, like, they weren't trying to have a kid. But, like, once he, like, got over the initial shock, he actually was he started to get really excited to become a dad. Um, and now that she's pregnant, he's like, well, I should also propose. And, like, I, he actually was asking about rings. Um, but here's the thing. It was, like, I was out the other night with, a, with some of my girlfriends catching up. And I look across the restaurant at the bar, and I see her sitting with a couple of her friends and she's drinking and I was like, okay, well maybe that's like not actually a drink. Like, you know, like she's obviously pregnant and <laughs> she's not drinking, but then I see her like order another drink and I watch the bartender pour vodka into it. And so like, I don't like, do I say something to him? Like, cause like she is like pregnant um, and he's about to propose, or, like, is she actually pregnant, or is she just, mm. like, gonna, like, pull a fast one on him and mm. be like, oops, lost the baby? Like, I mean, obviously that's not how it works, but, like, 
Yeah, I'm just like worried for him because he he's excited and he's about to propose and like it's a big life change and he's doing something irresponsible here that doesn't sit well with me. Interesting. So I thought you were just going to have the uh, the question of should I tell him that I saw her drinking because she's obviously pregnant, but you don't even know if she's pregnant. She's just using this dude. So you got twofold. Yeah, she might be lying. But that's that's a bold accusation. Well, I mean, she literally yeah. saw the woman drinking alcohol, though. I mean, this is a very taboo subject. Um, and, yeah, a, a lot of people think absolutely not no drinking whatsoever when you're pregnant. Um, and then if, um, if oh God, I can't remember the name off the book off the top of my head, and I'm so sorry. Um, but there have been studies done to show minimal drinking while you're pregnant doesn't harm the pregnancy. But isn't that like a glass of wine? It's not like two shots of vodka. It is, but I mean, it, it's just so, it varies. And people are so judgmental when you're pregnant. And I don't, like, I, I totally get if you completely abstain from alcohol when you're pregnant. I 100% get that. Like, why risk absolutely anything? But there have been studies done to show that some drinking while you're pregnant is 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 fine it's it's up to your discretion not somebody else from across the bar that's making assumptions on what you should or should not do i think it's alarming i'll be honest with you yeah i know what you're talking about but i've never heard uh any theory that said hey drinking vodka or doing shots of vodka while you're pregnant is healthy I, i've yes. heard like one glass of wine is mm-hmm. you're you're fine but why would you even i mean to be honest with you i'm trying not to be judgy here but why would you even risk it i feel like if she's not doing anything wrong or if she feels like she's not doing anything wrong, then there shouldn't be anything wrong with him knowing. So if if this is somebody that I'm that close to, I consider them like a cousin, I don't know that I would run to him and bring it up as if like, oh, my God, you know, it's a it's an emergency that I'm bringing to you. But I would probably just bring up in passing that like, hey, I saw your girl the other day having a drink at the bar. And then however he takes that information, mm-hmm. that's where we go with it. Yeah, it's only going to be as big as of a deal as you make it. So if you bring it up to him and just say, hey, I saw your your lady out last night. We were all having a couple of drinks, and I noticed that she got a vodka soda. I don't really know how you feel about that. I mean, maybe you're okay with her drinking, but I think he is... I think he should know. I mean, it would be concerning to me just because, like you said, Bert, why risk it if she is pregnant? I, I like your guys' idea, just sort of casually running it by him, and then he can do with that info what he wants. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the book is called Expecting Better by Emily Oster, and she does a deep dive into all of these studies, et cetera. Um, I found it very helpful when I was pregnant. Um because you were like funneling beers. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, you know, I, I went through two rounds of IVF and dropped 50 grand, so yeah. why wouldn't I put my pregnancy at risk, you know? <laughs> you were celebrating another round of IVF. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just, th- th- this is a delicate topic. I think it's so easy for people to judge from afar. I think you're making a lot of assumptions. And personally, I think it's none of your business. Okay. I th- I, I'm with Mo. I think you should just kind of casually run it by the dude and let him do with the info what you want. All I heard is if I accidentally get pregnant, (laughs) I can drink. (laughs) You can. Hey. All right, Violet, uh, let us know how it goes, okay?
I will. Thanks for the advice. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy and when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else or if it's a single girl summer there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Bird Show. Let's tweak the old Forrest Gump saying and apply it to dating. Dating is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get, right? Even when it looks good sometimes and you bite into it, and you're like, what was that? <laughs> and then you leave the half-eaten chocolate back in the box, right? So I'm reading about this woman this morning who matches on Tinder with this dude. And they're talking to each other for a couple of weeks before he finally is like, all right, let's go out. Let's just go out. She's like, fine. That's great. Let's do it. I'm so excited. So he says, I want you to pick the restaurant. I want to let you know that money is not even an option. Pick wherever you want to go, right? She's like, okay. So she picks a restaurant, which is somewhere probably between the Ritz-Carlton and Chili's. Somewhere in between. Okay. Not totally at the top, not totally at the bottom, right? So they go out. They have themselves a really great time. She goes back to her house. He goes back to her place. And then he says, he shoots her a text and says, um, before we go out on the next date, would you mind sending me $376 to get my lights turned back on? And, and she's uh, like, huh? She's like, you're joking, right? Like, you, you, you want me to pay your electricity bill? And he's like, yeah, I'm really kind of broke. And that dinner that I paid for really put me over the top. So I need money to get my electricity uh, back on. Is this his shtick? No, this is a real deal. So she writes him back and she's like, are you being serious right now? And he's like, yes. And she writes, I don't think this is going to work out. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Sit in the dark and think about your decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that wouldn't fly over well with me. That's your problem. Yeah. That sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, there are very few times where your relationship, the success of your relationship can be predicted 
with 100% certainty. Is it astrological signs? Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. It's our producer, Katie's mom, who's got the gift. She is amazing. <laughs> she never gets it wrong. She can read a person based off of one picture of them, and she can read a couple based off of a picture of them and tell you, will they make it? Will they not? <laughs> so this is twofold. She can look at just one picture of a person, mm-hmm. and she can do an, a, a character resume based on just that picture. Yes. She used to do it, especially when I was in school with my friends and stuff. She would read them. She'd be like, Mm-mm, no, Katie, y'all not going to be friends for long. <laughs> <laughs> she would go down the list. I was like, Mom, stop. She's my friend. She's like, mm, you'll see. <laughs> and she hasn't been wrong about that or anyone in my life as well. So I always go to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done this on the Burt Show before, and your mom is hit with 100% certainty. Hey, yep. The she- couple she said wouldn't make it. They make it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Batting a thousand. And so I don't know why Mikey decided that he wanted my mom to do this for his relationship. Because, you know. Because he's messy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> messy Mikey here in the name. So Messy Mikey is usually here on Thursday. So he's not here, but he's on the phone. Hey, Mikey. I'm here. All right, man. Have you told your girlfriend about this? Yeah. Yeah, she's holding a brick to my head right now. (laughs) (laughs) So the fate of this very happy relationship right now is in the hands of Katie's mom. And I want to give a disclaimer right now because a lot of listeners reached out and was like, can your mom do our relationship? My mom is 100% against that because she does not want to rock the boat with P1s, okay? okay. So. <laughs> she didn't want to rock the boat with us either. No, no she didn't. She didn't. She didn't. Yep. I figured that out yesterday why she didn't want to do me and my ex-fiance. She would have resp- called that. She's responsible with her power. So I had Mikey send me three pictures, a picture of him by himself, a picture of his girl by herself, and then a couple picture of them together. Mm-hmm. And based off of the first picture that Mikey sent of himself, it was just him holding up a cookie. My mom was like, no, I don't even know. Like, what? I can't even see his eyes. Like, it's a very weird photo, y'all, that he sent. Like, all right, Mikey. And then he sent another picture of his girl, and she's wearing a little hat. You can see her eyes, right? He sent the most awkward photos, right? But the couple photo is what my mom immediately was like. Okay, all right. When Mikey gets dressed up and he puts his hair to the side like that, doesn't he look like an elementary school kid on, like, photo day? (laughs) (laughs) So immediately, this is what she had to say about Mikey. She said that he is mild-mannered with kindness, but has a passive aggressive to him and a slight gossip. Oh, is that right, Mikey? Those are my mother's words. Uh, Yep, those are my mother's words, man. I don't, right. That's what she says. What she read in the eyes. I don't know. Um, and she said that your girl seems sweet, but it seems like there's something that she's hiding behind her eyes that she couldn't really kind of figure out that Uh-oh. there's something deeper behind her. It's probably the other dude she's dating. <laughs> <laughs> but she could tell that their quirks match each other. So she's like, she's a quirky girl. They match each other, not physically. Like in that picture, she was like, one doesn't match the other, but personality wise, they align. Mm. So, she so said, she's out of his league, but they have a few things in common. I, I mean, we clearly I, see that in the yeah, picture. Yeah, we we could have take that ourselves. Mikey, even you'll agree you outkicked your coverage, right? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I, yeah. think, they're very, I think they're a very handsome, equal, equal couple. You don't think? Well, thanks, Bert. I do. No, I... I Mikey, you're, Mikey, you're adorable. He is. 
He outkicked right. his coverage. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Everybody in here, like, I mean, like, affirming what Kirsten just said. It's insulting. I still think my parents are paying her. That's why I said physically, because my mom thinks that their personalities are aligned, and that's what makes them a match. So she says, overall, this probably has a 65% chance of making it. 65%? The reason why... Is because she said they're very young adults, so they're still mm, growing and sure. developing into who they're going to become, uh, and fair. that is what can possibly cause a rift in the future. Mm. She's just factoring in youth. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But 60, for right now, y'all have a good chance. Yeah, sixty-five yeah. percent is like forty percent more than most of us would have given. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About fifty-five percent more than the chance she gave my last relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and she was right on. And that she list. was spot on. <laughs> All right, Mikey. So you know, yeah. go ahead, walk today, knowing that you've got a sixty. 5% chance of sticking around with this woman. She is lowering the brick from my head. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. So go. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Yeah, see you guys later. See you. Bye-bye. All right, so we have inadvertently been responsible for the breakup of a marriage. And at least in this email, this person couldn't be happier that we accidentally did this for them. Kristen's got the email. Dear Bert, thank you so much for taking the time to read my email. Over a decade ago, you had an all-women's panel come together to take phone calls from listeners for the ladies. I was dealing with really big issues in my marriage at the time. I doubt that you will remember, but I was a caller who had not yet had sex in my marriage for almost two years and was calling to see if maybe some outside advice could help me remedy the situation. I don't remember that specific call, but it sounds horrible. Yeah. When I was able to get through, whoever was running the phone at the time, someone asked me if I wanted my name or a different one. I was sure to give a fake name and asked to be on the voice disguiser, so not to risk anyone knowing who I was. When I was told that I would get a chance to talk to you, I turned off my radio so as to not get feedback while talking. Wow, he really followed directions from our phone screeners. I had no idea what I would sound like talking with the voice disguiser, so I assumed that it was on and working when I was talking about my problems. Every on the show, everyone on the show was very sympathetic and offered any advice they thought would help. I got off the th- phone and thought that would be it. Sometime later, I was bombarded with phone calls from my brother. He told me, that he heard someone on the Burt Show with the saddest story and asked if I heard it. I denied that I heard anything and tried to play dumb. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that sucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard the same segment. That poor guy. After some pressure, he cornered me to let me know that he knew it was me that called in. Huh. I admitted that it was me and asked how he knew. He said that he knew by the sound of my voice. The voice disguiser I asked for was never used. And anyone that knew me could recognize the sound of my voice. Neat. Neat for us. I blame the birth show for what inevitably led to my divorce. And I couldn't be more grateful. (laughs) That is bolded. That part is bolded. Uh (laughs) A lot happened after that. I went with my wife at the time for counseling, but after months of therapy, I knew that there wasn't going to be a change. I finally filed for divorce. After some time and trying to get my mojo back, I ended up dating, getting remarried, moved out west, got two boys, and found a job back here in West Georgia. Mm. I've been getting back into the routine of listening in the morning and felt like I had to include you on I had to include you on the best mistake your show has ever made. <laughs> 
It could have ended so differently. Thanks again for having a chapter in my love story and someone screwing up their job so badly <laughs> that it ruined a marriage and saved a life in the process. Keep up with the great work. Love you all. Oh, we really need Whoa. to go back and find out who was screening at this point. Well, if it was 10 years ago, it would have been Carl. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not pointing that on on him. Putting that on him. I mean, it turned out to be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, though, right. right? So. That was but, divine intervention. Yes. But see, the phone screener doesn't put the person on the voice disguiser. It's whoever's uh-huh. running the board that puts the person on the voice disguiser. And uh-huh. at that time, it was you and Tommy because you all were rubbing bits every day. Running oh, that's the right. Because we were so on top of each other in the same studio. So it could have been me. Could have been Tommy. I'm pretty sure it was Tommy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I don't want it to. Be me. Best mistake that ever That's happened right. in his life. Yep. That's divine intervention right there. Yeah, it really is. Okay. I'm just glad he had that that outlook on it. Is it a good thing? <laughs> yeah, it could have been way uglier than that. Way uglier. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Can you imagine as a public figure dodging public scrutiny, trying to keep your private life private, and then all of a sudden... Your dad waves a big social media flag saying, over here, my very famous daughter and son-in-law are having major issues. So fans want to know why Alec Baldwin is requesting prayers for Justin and Haley Bieber. Alec is obviously Haley's father. Steven. Alec, I'm pretty sure it's, or it's another. Alec Baldwin isn't Haley's dad. No, it's Steven. It's Steven? He's the uncle. Oh, uncle. Gotcha. Well, very famous uncle. And so now he's posted on social media and he's saying, Christians, please, when you think of Justin and Haley, take a moment to offer a little prayer for them. There are special challenges that folks in high visibility positions face. This is her dad saying this, right? Correct. Yes, that's Stephen, right? Actor Stephen Baldwin, Uh yes, correct. Got it mixed up. And now, obviously, (laughs) Haley is reportedly very upset. Just sing it out. Sing it out. Sometimes (laughs) you got to prove it. Yeah, break into a musical. That's what we do. And Haley is obviously very, very upset with this whole thing because, obviously, if you're going through a very private struggle with your husband, the last thing you want to do or you want is for um, somebody in your family to raise attention to it. Oh, this is gross. And this dude has been in the industry for his entire life. Uh, uh, I don't know that he's doing a lot of movies anymore, but he should know what the impact of that is going to be socially also because it's only going to pique people's curiosity. Not only is it a breach of trust in your own family, but it's just going to pique people's interest even more to the fact of like, what's he talking about? Are they having problems? I've been hearing these rumors for a long time now. Yeah, and like, especially the level of star that Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber are, like... Her her dad, one, should know better. And two, family matters should remain private, period, um, w- w- if you're famous or not. And if it's something that somebody else is going through, it's not up to you to put that on blast or to, like, if it's you, if you're asking for your own prayers, that's one thing. More power to you, ask for all the prayers. But to solicit prayers for somebody else and they haven't given you, like, like this is a private matter that's you know you want to keep in the family it just oh it, it was there was such a high ick factor when i read this and allegedly Haley's like pissed at her dad because she's like why did you put all these eyes on us and now and now there's so much speculation like it's going so far as to them thinking that well you know justin really wants to be a dad maybe they were trying to have kids something went wrong there so now all these wild stories are starting to circulate and what if is you like mm-hmm. maybe that did happen and now you got people talking about that and you did it's just 
oh, I created such an ick and such a mess. Well, it just invites people into your private life when they didn't need to be there in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're coming up on six years of marriage. They got together in 2018. Have so they really been married that long? They've been married for six years. And I think they dated fast. for a little bit before then. So they're coming up on seven years total together, which tells me maybe there's a seven-year itch going on. Maybe Justin really is itching to have a kid and maybe Haley's not ready because I think Haley's my age. So maybe she's not ready. So we'll never, we don't need to know, right. but apparently her family uh, wants us to know. Yeah, so. it's inconsequential. I mean, if we know or not, the real focus here is the breach of trust on a dad, man. Yeah. Family matters private. It's messed up. All right, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice with Fire Festival tickets. Shame, shame, shame on me because Fire Festival 2 has apparently already made $110 million in pre-sale tickets. Shut what? up. I got to say, I don't trust anything that comes out of Billy McFarland's mouth oh, who is in oh, charge Billy of it. Billy said that? Billy, Billy yeah. said this. Oh, yeah. yeah, so this is all. Ain't <laughs> 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 nobody trust Billy. Yeah, We're no. not trusting him. Uh. So if you don't remember what Fire Festival was, it was supposed to be this luxury music festival in Exuma, which is in the Bahamas. And it was founded by rapper Ja Rule and con artist, con artist Billy McFarland and it ended up being like a complete scam like people got taken from the airport in school buses and then brought to disaster <laughs> relief tents and the mattresses were wet because it had rained that morning and then their luxury meals were supposed to be luxury but they ended up getting cheese sandwiches and this made so many celebrities look bad because the Kardashians promoted it, Kendall Jenner specifically had a quarter of a million dollar endorsement for them, Bella Hadid, Haley Baldwin, now Bieber, Emily Ratajkowski. And now they're coming back for a second time around and saying they have already made $110 million. Ticket prices allegedly start at $2,500 a piece with the highest level ticket costing more than a million. What? Yeah, I'm with Mo. I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. I'd love to see those figures. But if it is true and you go to the next one and it is a complete failure, that is on you. That is not even on that dude. And I do think a lot of people are going to go. I think so too, yeah. Uh, just to be a part of whatever disaster the second want to be, I think they'll want to be a part of history. I don't know what would make, what would make you want to go, but I think a lot of people are going to go. It's the kind of people who just have that screw you money who say, oh, a million dollars to potentially be a part of the second fire fest? Sign me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, the scandal continues with a lawsuit. I'll tell you why Raquel is suing Ariana Maddox and Tom Sandfall on your next Eva's on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Well, cheaters, you're leaving a digital footprint everywhere. Everywhere! It's not like it was back in the day in the Mad Men years of the 50s where you could tell her that you were just going for a long lunch with everybody at work and then you could be doing whatever you're doing all over the city. Nowadays, forget it, man. You're leaving a digital footprint everywhere. And I'm bringing this up because I just read about the sneakiest way to catch your man, a woman that I would have never, ever thought, right? So I'm reading this article. And it specifically is focused on the digital ways that people are getting caught now. If you've got something here that is out of the ordinary, hit us up at one eight five five Bircho. Three of these didn't shock me. The last one was the really surprising one that I would have never seen coming. The first suggestion was ask him for his Netflix password. Okay, it seems like it might be innocent enough, but a lot of people use the same password Mm. for everything. So if you get that, there are chances are pretty good that he is using that or she's using that for every other thing also. And you can sneak right in there. And that's the password. An email could be anything. 
That's a good one. That's a real good one. All right. Uh, Second one was, this one is a little bit more psycho. Um, She said that she used to secretly film her boyfriend every time he opened up his phone. She'd be across the room, and she'd be, like, videoing him or taking a picture. And then when he was done opening his phone... She'd put her phone away and then later just, like, enlarge it and see what numbers he was hitting. <laughs> Zoom in. Okay. Genius. That one takes a okay. lot. Hey, you know? If you're doing that, relationship. Yeah, over. it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You at the yeah. end. You got no trust, all right? Um, check his Apple Watch. Yep. Because he might be deleting messages from his phone, but if he doesn't go, or she, I should say, mm-hmm. doesn't go on the watch and delete them there also, those are two separate things. You just can't delete them. Uh, huh. Yeah, it's two completely different things, right? Yeah, I've had a couple people on my podcast catch their uh, cheating boyfriends this way. Your computer, too. Your computer stores messages That's that right. you have to also delete individually. That's right. how my friend caught her husband um, because his uh, iMessage was hooked up to his uh, iPad. Mm. And she was sitting there on the iPad while she was pregnant. And <sighs> messages were popping up. Um, oh, Lordy. Wow. While she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll get to the last one in just one second, the one that truly shocked me. Uh, Katie, good morning. How did this digital world help you catch your cheating man? Good morning. It's your P1 from Buffalo. Thank you. (laughs) But um, so my uh, ex-wife and I now, we were having a little bit of trouble, asked me to go away uh, with my best friend, just girls weekend. We have ring cameras for them around our house. When you get a notification that there's motion, it goes to your phone. Sure. So my my ex went live on the one ring camera, so that way I wouldn't get the notification. I got the notification on the other one. Watch them bring a mistress directly to the house live. <sighs> oh, oh, no. So crushing. Katie, as you're watching this through your ring app, do you immediately contact her and bust her in the moment, or do you just hold on to that, like save that video and bust her later? Oh, no, no, no. I immediately called her. Yeah. There, there was, I don't know how these women are able to, like, say grace and not say anything, do the research. Oh, not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, women have this gear that dudes don't have, though, so it was a really valid question that women can hold on to this, right? <laughs> yep. Dude finds out, he punches a wall immediately. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> women can put that thing away. And Sharita, good morning. You are on the Bird Show. How did this digital world help you catch him or her? Good morning. So when you are using GPS, like Google Maps, or you log into your device and you have Gmail, it literally tracks everywhere that phone goes, and it sends you a timeline report. So I was able to see everywhere that phone had traveled over a lifetime. It literally goes as far back as you've had Gmail. This is a really good one here. So explain this one again for those that want to use it one more time. So if you go into Google Timeline and if anyone has used, you know, Google Maps or Gmail, Uh it literally shows you a timeline of everywhere that phone has gone (laughs) in the past past week, month, year. So I was able to see like, oh, cute. You took a trip to New York. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, The numbers don't lie. (laughs) Digitally, it doesn't lie. Okay. Here's the one that I never saw coming. All right. If he or she has Apple TV, check to see if he or she ticked the box that allows full access to his phone's uh, iPhone's album to find screenshots. 
I have Apple TV. I did not know that was a thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read that again. He's over here taking notes. Like, what'd you say? Hey, I need to log in real quick. Hold on. So if they have Apple TV, check to see if he or she ticked the box that allows full access to his iPhone album to find screenshots. You will see it all right there. So, Nobody does that. So no. literally you can sit on your couch, pull up the smart, you know, smart TV, Pull up his album and go through his pictures and see if there's anything incriminating. Yep. Right there from the comforts of your own home, yes. on your couch, looking at, like, on a big screen TV. <laughs> what happened to a good old-fashioned stakeout? You know, know binoculars, right? get your bestie, a trench coat. <laughs> a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be a proper country. <laughs> Ariel, good morning. How did this new digital world help you? So we got my ex-husband and I uh, got into an accident, and uh, for our insurance purposes, I got him a dash cam. I told him it was just videos, not audio, just video. <laughs> and he was like, cool, cool, cool. And I lied because I had a feeling he was cheating on me. And I was so right because he was having sex in the car with a, another woman. <gasps> okay. All right. So you had, you had to listen to that. I listened to it because, like, he even told her, like, she can't hear us. She can't hear us. It's just a video. Wow. So you couldn't see it because the dash cams pointed out towards the street, but but you could hear. It was moving. It was a shaking. Uh -uh. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. If the cars are rocking, don't don't come come a knocking. (laughs) Were you like, he's not working that hard for me? Uh, (laughs) When you. When you presented him with that, did he deny it? How did that work? Oh, he gaslighted me so bad. Yeah. He was like, I just can't believe there's no trust. Why would you go through my pro- – why were you spying on me? Good reason. Good reason I was spying on you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, too easy now. It's too too easy. easy to get caught. The Burt Show. All right, let's get Chelsea on here because she's not exactly sure if she has the right to be angry uh, because her dad and stepmom paid for her stepsister's wedding. Now they're saying they have no money, no money left for her wedding. Hey, Chelsea. Hey. Good morning. Okay. Is this going down this weekend where you got to talk to them about this? I mean, that's my plan. So what's going on? You know, so my dad got remarried about five years ago. Um, and with this new marriage, I now have a stepmom and a stepbrother and stepsister. Um, my stepsister got married about a year ago. It was a pretty big and beautiful wedding. I know for a fact my dad and stepmom paid for all of it. I know that because there is no way that my stepsister or fiance could have afforded it. I also know that her dad is not in the picture. Okay. She hasn't seen him. In, yeah, she hasn't seen him in years. Um, so it's pretty understood that they paid for her wedding, my dad and, and stepmom. And so I just got engaged over Christmas, and I'm starting to plan my wedding now. I went to my mom and dad and asked them both about what, you know how much they could contribute so I could set a budget. My mom asked me to give her a bit of time to figure out what she can afford. To be honest, I don't even want to take money from her because she has so much less money than my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad also told me to give him some time so that he could discuss it with my stepmom. Then I get a text from my stepmom 
She told me that she and my dad had discussed it, and they are not able to help with my wedding. So wait, your stepmom yeah. hits you up and not your own dad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she said the money's tight for them, and I need, well, I need to just rely on my mom to cover the cost. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, honestly, I'm curious because they just paid for her daughter's wedding. My dad's the main breadwinner in their marriage, so I know he paid for most of it. And if money is tight, it's only because of her wedding. So I'm very angry she expects my mom to pay for it all. She knows my mom doesn't make much money. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't spoken to my dad yet because I'm still kind of in shock, honestly. So, like, would you be angry? Am I wrong? I don't want to sound like a spoiled brat, but I am hurt. Yeah, I don't blame you for being hurt at all. Um, so at the end of the day, it's their money and their finances, and they can do with it what they want. Uh, it's it's beyond sad and disappointing. They didn't do a little more planning because obviously there's more than one child that has the potential to get married, so they should have budgeted accordingly instead of blowing their wad on your stepsister. Um, I would go, I would go have lunch with your dad, um, not with your dad and your stepmom, but just your dad and explain, be like, I am not trying to come across as an entitled brat. Um, we both know mom doesn't have the finances to help with the wedding. It just, it, it really hurts that you and my stepmom invested all this money into her daughter's wedding, but I'm not getting, you know, any help from mine. And I think if you if you word it like that, and if you're not like, don't come in hot, but if you just explain, hey, this is what I'm feeling, and this is why I'm feeling that way, um, I think it'll I think it'll go over better. And I I would just appeal from from daughter to father because have you and your dad always had like a pretty decent relationship? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close. Okay. Then, yeah, I I would just, I would take him aside and have this one-on-one conversation with him. But you have to be prepared at the end of the day. If they blew all this money on your stepsister's wedding and they don't have any, you're not going to be able to get blood from a turnip. Like, there just, there is no money for your wedding. Yeah, I I think you're entitled to your feelings. Totally. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. And I think you should share those or that'll get all like bottled up and it'll come out in a different way. But yeah, I don't know what you can do about it. Yeah, I mean, this is so unfair. So I really feel for you. But I'm curious what the relationship is like between your mom and your stepmom. Because what really clocks me as odd is the fact that it wasn't your dad that gave you this news. It's like your stepmom came in hot. And and it feels a little vindictive. Like, well, now your your mom has to pay for all of it, obviously. Yeah, I don't even want to really get into their relationship right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, as a as a older sibling of three, I am uh, used to the support being a bit unequivocal in the home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this happens in families, and I don't think I would be angry about it, but it would bother me a bit. But, I mean, it is their money at the end of the day. They're entitled to spend it how they want. But I would just sit down with my dad and really have a one-on-one with him about the fact that, uh, yeah, it bothers me and see what can be done about it. But at the end of the day, it is their money. Yeah, definitely sit him down. And there might be some facts that you don't even know yet. So yeah. if you sit him down in a calm way, tell him how you're feeling. You can't argue with somebody's feelings, right? It, it, you can't. You, you feel the way you feel. But there might be some details going on here that if he's been a fairly fair dude your entire life and this is, like, not truly his consistent character, there might be something going on. So sit him down this weekend.
Okay. Okay. All right, let us know on Monday, okay? Congratulations on the engagement. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> let us know how it goes Monday, okay, Chelsea? Thanks. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she liked that. No. She didn't like that advice. Uh-uh. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. We have been without a very valued uh, team member here over the course of how long has it been now? It's been a couple months. A couple of months now. And we've had a lot of you guys asking us for updates on our producer, Rebecca. All right. So um, last update we gave you is that Rebecca, our social media producer, had finished her radiation and finished her chemotherapy. We played this, the ringing of the bell, mm-hmm. which is such like a huge monumental moment in your treatment. Um, she was slated to return uh, February 28th to the Burt Show back in studio, but um, we just wanted to be honest with you, and she's been very transparent on her social media, and if you follow her on Instagram, how the treatments have affected her since they've been completed. So radiation has really taken a toll on her, and chemo has really taken a toll on her, um, to the point that this is a fluid situation, so we're going to push her return a little bit as she deals with like the sores in her mouth and uh, just the side effects of what you deal with when you have cancer and radiation and chemotherapy. Because while radiation and chemotherapy can save your life, it also is a very, very harsh treatment and can cause numerous side, side effects. My hope is in like 20 or 30 years, we've got something else where we're yeah, like, oh my yeah. God, I can't believe we put people through that for so long. And there's something less invasive. It, mm-hmm. it almost seems barbaric, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's 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 what we have and it's what we have to do in order to fight cancer. So um, she, she is hanging in there. She's dealing with those side effects. And so fingers crossed, we're going to have her back working from home next week. Yeah, I just want to mention this too. You know, when somebody tells you that they're going Going through cancer and then they beat it and they get back into the office you know everybody celebrates and it's wonderful i think that if you're not involved in that family or connected you don't realize like the ups and downs of that story uh at first her body was really accepting the treatments very well and there was like cause for optimism it looked like things were going really really well so you can imagine emotionally and physically how you're feeling and then you just never know what's going to happen to you the next day or the next week and Rebecca's a really good example of this how it started off really really great and then it took some uh, a couple of weeks to affect her it is a struggle a mental challenge it is a physical challenge so when somebody tells you that they've gone through cancer and they have beat it you got to know that was a marathon Mm -hmm. it was a huge marathon it's more than ringing a bell it takes a lot of discipline a lot of pain and a lot of support so we are right there for her she has been fighting she's gonna be fine She's going to be fine. Just a lot of ups and downs. So, yeah, if you can just send her some, like, healing vibes and some well wishes and a little love on social media, I think she'd appreciate it. Praying for you, Rebecca. Love you, girl. All right. The email is suggesting, like, maybe I shouldn't even go out with this guy. He he just might be too young. Abby's got the email. Hello to everyone at The Burt Show. I'm a longtime listener, yet this is the first time I have written into the show. I'm connecting. I'm contacting you today with the hope of receiving your honest advice. I'm a 52-year-old divorced woman who has developed a crush. I've been single for 10 plus years, but do not date by choice. I just haven't met anyone I want to spend time with. I'm completely comfortable in my own skin and very happy with my career, my family that includes two amazing grandchildren and friends. I never felt I was missing anything until recently. There is a guy who has broken up with his fiance within the last six months who has piqued my interest. 
To hear him speak of what he's looking for in a relationship and characteristics in a mate are so similar to what I would like to find in a man. He really seems to be hardworking, a good father, great personality, loyal, seems true to himself, and very handsome. I could go on, but this is sounding a bit creepy. After listening to him speak, I find myself wanting to know more about him, more of his views, his goals, fears, dreams, etc. But he is younger than I am and has no idea I exist. I'm not really shy, just out of touch on how to go about letting him know I'd love to meet for a cup of coffee, a meal, or whatever he may feel comfortable doing. I need some solid knowledge of the dating world today. Abby doll, I love you. So maybe you can tell me what not to do. LOL. <laughs> if I do ask him out, I think I should pay. I just think that's fair. But he seems old fashioned and I would never want to offend him, especially if by chance he says yes. Do I come out the gate with the fact that I'm older? This may be a problem for him. Well, I can do nothing about the age gap. I'd like to know before I invest a lot of time and possibly develop even more of an attraction. Well, I don't know his exact age. His youngest child is 17 or 18. So please discuss and guide me in this labyrinth of dating in 2024. With hope, a devoted listener. Well, she leaves out one key piece here. Or did I miss it? What is how, that? Which is? How old is he? She doesn't she know. Doesn't know. <laughs> okay. She just knows he's younger. Well, okay. And, and I'm assuming, yeah, he's, well, his his kids are 17, 18. So I'm assuming we're probably looking at at least a decade difference. Okay. Um, look, I've dated younger women. Um, to me, I, I, I throw out these stereotypical opinions about, um, age, depending on what the age difference is and what year it is, right? I mean, 10 years to me between 50 and 40 is very different than 30 and 20. You know what I'm saying? And we're still talking about a decade, but the maturity level and everything is so different. Uh, I have found in my travels that the U.S. is more consumed with age gaps than any other place in the world, right? If the dude works for you, who cares what everybody else thinks, man? Who cares? You haven't even shot your shot yet. I say go for it. Yeah, I completely agree. And to me, it's less at your stage of life. It's less about the age and more about the phase of life that you're in. So if his youngest child is 18 and, you know, his oldest is maybe 22 and out of the house, it sounds like you guys are both entering a similar phase of life where you guys are established in your careers. You have more freedom because you're not raising young kids. So I really wouldn't get too hung up about the age thing. I know women especially feel a little bit weird about dating younger because it's not as common as it is for men to date younger women. So so I say go for it and try not to get in your head too much about it. Speaking of which, have you seen Kristen Cavallari's new man? Oh, my God. See, here's the thing. This is how I know I've developed as a human. Yeah. Because normally I would see that and go, oh, my God, she's dating a guy who just graduated college. I saw that photo and I said, you know what? Good for her. How old is she and how old is he? <laughs> He's 24. I, I read somewhere that he recently graduated from college. And I think she's like mid 30s 36 36 yeah. she's 36 he's 24 he just graduated from montana state university yeah, yeah so to me it's really not so much the age difference there as the place of maturity in your life like at 24 or 25 you're just going to be a very different person than you are at 36 i i agree i think the uh, age gap becomes more irrelevant the older you get so in her situation i really don't think it's a factor at all shoot is shoot and she said something about it's been 10 years since she's been in the presence of somebody she feels like she wants to spend time with so if it's been that long and you got your, you got a crush on somebody, I, I think you, you shouldn't hesitate at all. Take your shot. See where it goes. Life is short. What you think? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm 
Same just going to, yeah, yeah, repeat what everybody else said. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, forget about these standards that everybody else has for your relationship. You're not doing anything illegal here. It's only 10 years and you're 50 and he's 40. Go for it. And who cares what anybody else thinks? Your happiness comes first. It's been 10 years. Get yours, girl. Right. It's time. <laughs> Go up in there. It's time. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.